0: welcome to the biz times mke podcast another episode of the weekly debrief i'm arthur thomas managing editor at biz times media and i'm joined in the weekly debrief as always by biz times editor andrew wyland andrew we missed a couple weeks but we are back ready to head into late summer and the fall i heard football practice started leaves are gonna be falling before we know it how are you doing
1: I am good. I am very glad to be back. And yes, for me, it does feel like summer is sort of over because, as you mentioned, my son has started football practice at Muskego High School. The baseball league I run is over. So baseball's done, Football's starting. And, you know, it's been so dry, some of the leaves are already falling. Some <laughs> of the trees around where I live, I don't know. If you're, if you're not watering them, some of them are dying. Well, we've got some rain, so the drought is kind of – it's kind of passed us, but there's been some leaves flown by me. So I know it's hot and state fairs here and Milwaukee summer is far from over. But, you know, when you got kids in school, turns to August and you're back to school shopping and everything. Summer's slipping away, man.
0: Yep, I've got, uh, you know, group texts blowing up with all sorts of fantasy football, uh, trying yeah. to figure out when those drafts are going to be and who's keeping which players and, All kinds of things. Uh, it's always, you know, you wonder when some of your friends are getting work done during the day because they're, uh, (laughs) they're texting more than, than I can keep up with. So, um, let's, uh, let's dive in in a moment here with our insider story spotlight. That is a chance for us to highlight some of these stories that are available only to BizTimes insiders. If you are already an insider, thank you very much. We really do appreciate that support. It helps make our work possible. If you're not an insider, please do consider subscribing. The equivalent of $9 a month will get you access to all of the articles on our website, biztimes.com, discounted admission to some of our events, and other insider benefits. So please do consider. Andrew, what is your insider story spotlight this week?
1: story I chose, it is about a nice investment being made in Milwaukee's uh, far northwest side by Children's Wisconsin. Which is going to be building a new clinic. Well, with Wee's development being the developer behind the project, but it'll be a children's Wisconsin clinic on Good Hope Road near uh Eline Soccer Park. It's gonna be about a twenty thousand square foot clinic. There's they have an existing clinic there, uh, about fifty-eight hundred square feet. So this is quite a bit bigger. It's gonna offer urgent care, and you know, I know it's gonna be an important resource. Uh, and offering services in that neighborhood that, you know, people who live around there are currently driving other places, whether it's Wauwatosa or or wherever to get those types of services. So real nice investment uh, to see in that neighborhood with Children's Wisconsin.
0: Yeah. I'm going to kind of almost have to resist the urge there to point out the, the, uh, the prime location next to the soccer park, uh, A lot of games there. I suppose a good thing to have urgent care nearby uh, because injuries do happen. Um, But uh, I'll jump over to my insider story spotlight, Um, one from Ashley Smart this week. Uh, She wrote about – well, actually, I think it was late last week. She wrote about Haribo uh, finally opening their new production facility, uh, first American production facility for the German maker of gummy bears, uh, they announced they finally opened that. It's, it's up and running and, and and making those uh treats. Uh it's been a long time coming. Um this project was first announced back in 2017. Um my favorite marker of that is to point out Harebow was announced before Foxconn in March of 2017 is when that project was announced. Foxconn was announced in the summer. So, you know, we we the Foxconn project gets a lot of uh flack for it's not living up to hype. Um, The Haribo project is, you know, was going to bring 400 some jobs and lots of investment and all the things. Um, But it's just been a long time coming uh, for a variety of reasons. So actually this week, the insider story spotlights that I have is on Ashley's story that digs into the latest on Haribo's uh, state contract Um, and a tax credit contract with the state to get some incentives related to their project and turns out this thing has been amended three times to adjust for the company timeline, kind of adjust for the changes in scope, and then uh, tweak the timeline again. Uh, but the company is, they've now, they originally offered up to 21 million in tax credits. That's still out there for them. Uh, they have so far been verified for 8.6 million of that, primarily tied to investing capital uh, in the state and to build this facility. Um the job count um is not quite where it would need to be to get the full tax credits, but uh certainly um uh you know good news that that it's up and running. Uh interesting news that and this thing's already got eight point six million in tax credits, and here we are, you know, six plus years um from when it was announced, um, and just now getting production going.
1: Yeah. It- As you mentioned, it's been sort of interesting to see just how slow this project has played out. Um, But we finally have this facility up and running. You know, it's a 500,000 square foot facility. It's a substantial facility. You've got 200 people working there. They still have big expansion plans, you know, future phases of this the development of this facility. I mean could eventually have 1200 employees so there's still a lot of potential there and like you say you know the the tax credits are are going to be made available if if they achieve that so um I know there's a lot of interest in the opening of that facility and it's going to be very interesting to watch and to see as it hopefully grows um in the coming years
0: yeah continued growth I think is going to be key for this thing to to live up to what was initially promised back in 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a mind blowing stat for you though. 132 million pounds of gummy bears, gummy, <laughs> gummy candies. Let's see, you know, um, not just the bears, but uh, gummy yeah. candies per year. 132 million pounds. That is, that that's, uh, that's going to keep a lot of dentists in business, I think. <laughs> um, that's a number for you. <laughs> so uh, let's switch gears in a moment to our big story of the week. But before we do, I want to highlight that we do have our annual Women in Business Symposium coming up on August 23rd. I've been involved in a number of the planning uh, meetings and calls for that. Really excited about the programming as it's shaping up. We've got a great program. We have Julie Brandt uh, from Johnson Controls for a keynote conversation. Uh, Kathy Thornton-Bias of the Boys and Girls Club is returning to lead a great panel discussion. We'll hear from our Woman Executive of the Year, Kathy Jacobson of Freighter Health. Um, and then we've got uh, five breakout sessions, uh, everything from, uh, network, you know, some ideas to do better at networking, add to your mental health toolbox, navigating careers, um, lessons lo- learned on the road to leadership, uh, a lot of great stuff. More than 25, uh, incredible women from across the Southeastern Wisconsin business community coming to the event to share their insights. So if you are interested in registering for that, please do sign up. Uh, Go to biztimes.com slash women, and that will get you to the registration page. Please do consider that. Uh, Let's switch to our big story of the week, and that is news that Nokia, uh, the Finland-based telecommunications company, is going to begin manufacturing broadband network electronics in southeastern Wisconsin. It'll start in 2024, uh, making fiber optic broadband network products at uh, the, the Pleasant Prairie plant of uh, Silicon Valley company, uh, San Mina. Uh They're going to have a partnership that's expected to add 200 jobs to the facility and uh, lead to some expansion there. Uh, so good news uh, if you're in Pleasant Prairie, um, if you're um, looking for work down there. Um, and this is all kind of tied into um, an effort from the Biden administration They've got the Broadband Equity Access and Deployment Program, the BEAD program, um, because government loves a good acronym, um, which aims to narrow the digital divide across the U.S. and also has economic growth and job creation goals. So the BEAD program made $42 billion of funding, federal funding available, allocated that to the states. Wisconsin, I think, got uh, more than a billion or so of that, but there's, you know, anytime you know, there's government money involved. There's often strings attached. And one of those strings is, you know, you got to be basically using U.S.-made components um, with any of the investments off those. And so Nokia, seeing the opportunity of that money out there, uh, investing in having U.S. manufacturing. Anything in here I missed, Andrew, that you want to highlight?
1: Well, I think, you know, you you hit on the a lot of the key points there. And, of course, the Vice President, Kamala Harris, then was in was in pleasant prairie boy pleasant prairie you know between haribo <laughs> and this and everything else it, it's, a hot, mm-hmm. it's a hot spot in the region um for business news but yeah so Kamala Harris came to speak and and obviously draw attention to this this is um apparently the Nokia is going to be the first company to make products that will be used for this bead program so you know, and it's certainly interesting that the Biden administration has taken a lot of criticism for the spending that they've been doing. And, you know, we've seen inflation become a huge problem that is only now, you know, coming under control with interest rate hikes being done to to help make that happen. Um you know, so a, a, lot, a lot of the spend, you know, a lot of money spent, and here's $42 billion more spent on this program to um, improve broadband access uh, across the country, and, uh, you know, really targeting underserved and unserved communities, particularly rural communities. Um, and, well, as you mentioned, here's a business trying to take advantage of the opportunity saying, okay, Uh, federal government is going to invest all this money in this infrastructure. And that infrastructure must be, uh, must be built. These parts must be built in the United States. So here's a a foreign company that's now going to add U.S. manufacturing operations to make those components that they assume are going to be then used. Uh, within this program. So, so Nokia is seeing an opportunity here to take advantage of the federal spending, which is resulting, of course, in job growth in our region. So, so certainly that's going to benefit Southeastern Wisconsin with job growth as far as the federal spending that's been much criticized. Um, this particular program is an important infrastructure investment. Um, you know, uh, in, in the modern age, uh, broadband access is, is much like, uh, having free highway access in your community. If, if you're not, if you're not connected there, you're missing out, uh, on, on the modern economy. So, um, I'm sure there's going to be continued criticism of federal spending that'll just never end. But I think there's, there certainly can be a case made that this is a worthy investment in communities. And in economic infrastructure, and yeah, businesses are going to like Nokia are going to seek to take advantage of that, and if that means job opportunities in southeastern Wisconsin, well, I guess that's another benefit of the program. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: well, you know, we do have to put the caveat in there that it's you know it's it's planned job creation, planned investment. Uh, yep. I think we've learned in Wisconsin that a presidential or vice presidential visit to announce job creation does not necessarily equate um, to living up to that. Of course, thinking of the Foxconn example, but even, you know, Haribo that I was just talking about, right? 2017 is when that was announced and here we are six years later and still working towards, you know, actually realizing what we, what was announced. Um, Some of these things take time. um, And if if you're a politician, you're going to try to make hay while the sun shines, I suppose. And yeah, I think it's one of those instances where, you know, okay, there are people without access to the broadband you need for the 21st century. And there's, you know, certain things that that can help that, Um, some of the satellite things, stuff like that. But, you know, the market hasn't really been able to deliver that on a widespread basis. And as you were saying, 21st century economy, you know, so much of it is digital. Even if, you know, in a rural area, you don't want to fully... You know, have the full experience of, you know, an urban, you know, the full digital life that happens in an urban center, you still need the connection um, and the, yeah, to, to be able to tap into um, some of the benefits there. So it's an example of where it, to me at least, it makes some sense for the government to step in and help the market, you know, make this happen. Um, you know, I guess that yeah,
1: in a- small rural markets where it's apparently difficult for the private sector to to do it
0: well i mean in aggregate in aggregate it may be a good business opportunity right you add up all those small markets yeah Yeah. there's a lot there but individually you know Mm -hmm. if i'm if i'm an internet service provider it makes a lot more sense to you know work on connecting a, a large metropolitan area than it does to you know run run cable or run uh fiber optic to um you know, rural Wisconsin, um, yeah. just from a scale perspective. So um, yeah, certainly
1: they're going to not prioritize rural yeah. Wisconsin over bigger cities.
0: Yeah. Just on a, on a numbers game. Um, and then there's the the kind of Buy American-esque element of this where it, you know, highlights, you know, part of why Nokia would need to make this investment. Um, on the one hand, you know, that's great for a community like Pleasant Prairie, if that means job creation. Um but you know there's there there are arguments out there against buy american provisions that you know I mean, is that distorting the market in some way and and you know in some you know if that means it's a higher cost product well you know yeah. is that is probably that does. the best use probably of probably federal higher dollars cost product. <laughs> um so you know that's part of the equation too and so it's hard to you know everyone's got their opinion probably and obviously the current administration has has their view on how that should be handled and they're they're moving forward with it and it's it's good news for pleasant prairie at the moment but we'll see how it all plays out in the longer run
1: yeah and i'll be you know curious to know i think you mentioned wisconsin is getting a billion dollars of the 42 billion dollar funding so it'll be interesting to see you know how that plays out in the state how that's specifically invested it's you know it's presumably going to be mostly in small towns, rural areas of the state. So we might not see a lot of that in southeastern Wisconsin, but I'll be interesting to see how that is deployed in the state.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Something to keep an eye on going forward, and we will. So that'll do it for this week on the Biz Times MKE podcast and the weekly debrief. Thanks for joining me, as always, Andrew. You bet.
1: This is Dan Meyer with BizTimes Media. You've been listening to the BizTimes MKE Podcast. For more business news and insights, be sure to go to biztimes.com and subscribe to any of our daily e-newsletters and our magazine, BizTimes Milwaukee.